Tim Sheehy is the president of the Metropolitan Milwaukee Association of Commerce, and he is with us in the studio. Tim, good to see you. Thanks for being here. Good to be here. with you, John and Sandy. Uh, electric vehicle discussion. Seems that battery manufacturing is going to take place down in Foxconn. Electric battery manufacturing, I should say. Fact or fiction, is it going to happen, and can you prove it? Yeah, it's a good question. I think everybody at this point will believe it when it happens. <laughs> um, but if you look at what Foxconn has done to date, um, they've got about a 1,000 people employed down there. Uh, they're making servers and server racks, and they've invested about $700 million in capital, and they have paid and are current on every uh, financial obligation that they have. They're paying about $17 million in property taxes. Um, so... I think, again, Foxconn, if you hadn't seen the uh, trailer, you'd love the movie. Um, and I, I do think there's a good chance that they could be making batteries down there. If you looked at the site nationally, it sets up really well for that kind of manufacturing. But, again, given the track record, um, we'll, we'll wait to see the batteries roll off the line before I say yes. Fingers crossed. Speaking of batteries, uh, electric vehicles in the news today because the Milwaukee Common Council unanimously voted to make sure that all the future vehicles of the city of Milwaukee will be electric. If they have to purchase new ones, they have to be electric or hybrid. And this also ties in with money that was from the federal government last year for more charging stations around the state. And as we look to attract more and more people to the city itself, where do you envision charging stations in the city of Milwaukee? Yeah, I think the question is easier to answer for the city, answer for the city because they could put the charging stations in where the vehicles come back at night. So if you're DPW and stuff, you could charge where you come back at night. Um, I, I think it was down at South by Southwest. I saw some really interesting new technology that allows homeowners to put out almost like you would a mailbox, a charging station, and then they get paid. Uh, for the charging. Oh. So with an incentive like that, you could see a lot more people interested in putting charging stations out. But um, they'll begin to develop around the city, um, and I think it's a great uh, great possibility for us. That could be a revenue stream, Sandy. You and I could get a bunch of these at our house. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> or I wonder if parking lots could be more equipped yeah. with them. Absolutely. You know, just as we're continuing to look for you know people who want to drive vehicles because normally i see charging stations and they're in the back of a meyer parking lot you know someplace yep. where there's a lot a lot of space no, parking garages are a great idea and i think i've seen those in other cities where they have charging stations and parking garages so you know you can come there and and get a charge uh five potential office buildings could lead to big increase in downtown apartments is this a fad or trend what, what are we thinking about this I, I think it's a trend and i want to credit tom dakin for the article on this but uh if you look at 100 east which is already on the block for 350 apartments you look at the old m and i building you look at at&t that building and you look at johnson controls together i think that's about a million square feet wow. that could develop into apartments so to me that's more than a fad that's a trend uh, that's developing as commercial properties begin to open themselves up to um, rental or condo units um, and another way to really enrich the livability of the city. We talk about how important it is to fly out of Milwaukee if we want to have an improving and more robust Milwaukee airport. Uh, did you see they are ready for spring break? Lots and lots of extra flights <laughs> being added in the next week. Uh, lots to Florida, Orlando, 10 flights, Fort Myers, six flights. Uh, Phoenix, six flights, Tampa, five flights, Fort Lauderdale, Cancun, Sarasota, Montego Bay, Jamaica. This peak departure day, Saturday, more than 12,000 people flying on 34 nonstop flights for some warm weather spring break. 
That sounds like good news. It is good news. And as a matter of fact, I just came back uh, two days ago from Mexico. Um, and, you know, Mitchell is a great, Mitchell Field's a great asset to have. And spring break is a time, as I always say, um, when you're traveling, if you can't find a badger hat somewhere warm, uh, you're just not looking. Uh, <laughs> because this is a state that travels well for good reason uh, because of the winter months that we have. And so having Mitchell Airport add those flights to accommodate people who want to go get a little warmth before um, baseball season starts, it's a great opportunity. Tim, what kind of shoes are you wearing? I can't, I can't see over there. I'm tennis shoes. You're tennis shoes today. I'm on tennis shoes. Today. All right, I'm wearing penny loafers. Here's why I asked the question. <laughs> I'm curious. Where are you saying? Like, where are we going with this? There's a Thank very God interesting. I have shoes on. <laughs> yeah, I am too. It's just flip-flops. down the hall. Thank you for. We're just talking about vacation. Maybe you came back from Mexico wearing flip flops. You know, sales of athletic shoes for men have slowed. Sales of slippers are dropping off the face of the earth, and dress shoes. Sales of dress shoes are skyrocketing for men as people return to the workplace. I'm amazed at these indicators that we get from time to time about hybrid work at home life balance. But you're you're in the office, but you're still wearing tennis shoes. Did you know, it change? For, did the way you dress change with the pandemic dramatically? And I think it's due to the fact that um, on days where I have meetings out of the office. I'll wear dress shoes and a sport coat on days when it's Zooming all day in the office. I won't. And I will tell you, this last two years is the first time in 30 years I've ever worn tennis shoes to work. Um, you know, <laughs> Allen Edmonds, tie shoes. Right. Just book it. Um, and so I, I see it's changed, and it's changed for, um, I think, other business people. And not that it's a great sample, but I, in South by Southwest, I don't think I saw anything but tennis shoes. How often do you wear a tie? These days, if you take the a month, I wore a tie every day for thirty years, yeah. and since the pandemic, um, I've probably worn a tie four times. That's amazing. Even now, when you travel for business, Even it's just travel, not the, the thing anymore. Sport right? Coat, a collared shirt. That's what people are wearing. Very rarely do I wear a tie anymore. Wow, it's serious. If you see Sheehy in a tie <laughs> and a fedora, yes, yes. let's kick it up all the way. Oh, yeah. I look good. You oh, look yeah. good in a fedora. All right, uh, Tim's good news of the week. What do you got? Yeah, the best news of the week is that um, for the first time since the pandemic, we've recovered 85% of the jobs we lost. So pre-pandemic, we were at 871,000 jobs in Metro Milwaukee. Today, we're at 853. So that's great news. And the other piece of great news I have is tomorrow, Bartolotta celebrates their 30th anniversary. And great cities need great restaurants, and we've got one in Bartolotta's. They sure do. Great points. Thank you, Tim. Tim Sheehy is the president of the Metropolitan Milwaukee Association of Commerce, and he's wearing tennis shoes. Thank you, Tim.